welcome to Beautiful Possibility, the creative process journal of Jillian Jacob Kieser. That's me. I created this for all stuck, hopeful, and aspiring creatives everywhere. You are not alone. The truth is, perfectionism grabbed me sometime in adolescence and halted my creative journey for many years. Today, my desire to create is stronger than my fear. So I created this podcast as my day-to-day account of getting unstuck and into motion. In this audio journal, I'll take you along on my process of unblocking and relearning how to find joy, courage, and fulfillment in creating. I always say the only place to start is exactly where you are. So let's begin. Hey, y'all, just a quick note before we jump in. Um, Okay, so this is funny. This episode is all about lessons I've learned from my first 25 episodes, but lol, actually, I've recorded 26. (laughs) So this is number 27 for you. Just letting you know that (laughs) throughout the episode, I'll be referencing the wrong numbers, which is just perfect because the episode is all about making mistakes, (laughs) keeping going and it not mattering that much. So it's a perfect way to start. I hope you enjoy it. Hey friends. So (laughs) this is a special one. I'm really excited to just talk to you for a little bit longer today about uh, everything I've learned making this podcast. So I just released my 25th episode of the show. That was my interview with Emily Sheehan. She's a playwright. If you haven't heard that one, oh my God, go check it out. Emily's such a badass. She's so cool and so smart. Ugh, it was such a good conversation. Um, but yeah, that that was the last episode that I released. And here I'm looking back, I'm wrapping up 25 episodes of this new podcast. This was the first season of Beautiful Possibility. It was an idea in my brain. And then now it's a thing in the world that's in your brain. It's in your ears. And that is just so freaking cool. I can't even, I can't even put it into words. That's the creative process though, right? Like something that's in your brain comes out of your brain and into the world in some form that other people can consume and it can get in their brains and they can mix and match it with whatever else is rolling around in there. And it has legs, you know, it goes on and has a life of its own. So I will never, ever get over how amazing that is. But today I want to share a lot of the things that I've learned looking back over this process. So 25 episodes took me about six months to do, which is like, I mean, that those are arbitrarily matched metrics, if you know what I mean. Like I started out doing three episodes a week, some weeks, and then zero and then one. Like I was kind of just trying to figure out where I was going with it and eventually settled into a cadence. So it's not to say that 25 episodes of anything will take you six months. That's just how long it took me. And I would say that the six months is almost more important than the 25 episodes in thinking about, I don't know how much I've grown, what I've learned from the experience. It takes a while for the the mind and the even the nervous system to evolve as you're stretching and doing something new. So this is this is lessons learned over 25 episodes and also over six months of a life. 
you know? Okay. So I've got, <clears throat> I've got my little list. So bear with me here. So number one is <laughs> I did get better over time. And I had to know that going in, in order for me to start doing it, because I sort of had a feeling the first few episodes would be kind of janky. I don't even know if they were. I haven't gone back and listened to them recently. And it it's sort of beside the point. That's what I mean, is that I talk a lot about throwing out the first waffle, which just means you have to sacrifice <laughs> the first thing of whatever you're doing, the first iteration, knowing it might be kind of weird and knowing that through the process of getting that one out there, you'll have learned stuff from doing it that will make the second and the third and the fourth better. So I'm here recording episode 26 because I was able to record episode one. And as I imagined and predicted, they did get better over time, but more specifically, I got better over time. I learned a bunch of stuff, both in how I want to structure my show. I did experiments that didn't work. I did experiments that did work. I learned a lot about the tech. Like I'm way better at using my microphone now than I was before. In the beginning, if something messed up, I had no idea what was happening or how to fix it. And I was actually really intimidated by some of the technology. And now my microphone's like my best friend. And when stuff's weird and the, the lights are orange instead of green, I know how to fix that. And so... That, it sounds like a little thing, but it is actually a big thing because it means that I have confidence in an area that I didn't have any before, but I had to go through the process of being a little janky at it in order to get better at it. So um, the other part of that that I want to emphasize is that when I started this show, when I was first thinking about doing it, it felt like a it felt sort of like a high bar, right? Like the goal is to do a podcast. And now looking back, the idea of doing a podcast doesn't feel like a goal. It feels like a means. Does that make sense? Like before just getting it out there and figuring out how I would put it together was the goal. And I did that goal. And now doing a podcast, it's like, it's a tool in my tool belt at this point. And I know that I could use that tool, wield that tool in any direction in service of any future project, future message, future anything that I want to explore. That's not the goal anymore. It's a it's a high watermark. Is that the right metaphor? It's I it's a benchmark. I've reached it and now I can do something with it. It's I've assimilated that skill. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. That was number one. Number two is that it will always feel like you're doing nothing or just doing little tiny things. But when you look back, you've actually done a lot. This was my experience um, of doing the show where, you know, some weeks I'd come in and record a little ditty by myself, just talking. And some weeks I had an interview with someone amazing that I've admired or someone whose work I've followed on Instagram or someone that I've known in my life for a long time. Those were fun. Like each little piece was just one little piece and it was totally doable. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, dang, I recorded 25 episodes of a podcast. How did that happen? And I think that that's 
really similar for a lot of creative projects that we do, especially ones that you can't finish in a day, right? Things that are accruing over time is just showing up and doing little insignificant amounts over and over and over on some cadence resembling (laughs) regularity. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just keep coming back, keep showing up in whatever way is tenable for your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little by little, you you make your work. And then when you look back, you're like, ah, dang, that's so cool. So that's number two. That's how I felt is big work happens over time in little pieces. I guess that's the lesson. Okay. Number three, help is worth it. (laughs) Help is always worth it. Don't feel like you have to do something alone to feel like you did it. You know what I mean? When I first started this show, I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to just get it out. That was what got me started was like, I can do this in some some hacky way to just get myself moving because otherwise my brain will come up with 47 reasons, 47 things I need to do before I can do the show. Like, oh, I have to figure out how to do this and do this. So I, I did the bare minimum of like, I can learn audio editing on this random internet software. No problem. Let's do it. Go, go, go. I designed the <laughs> the album art myself in less than an hour. I picked the music. I was like, we're just going to go. That was the first hurdle. And I was like, cool. Now I've got some momentum. And now I realize like I could spend hours a week audio editing my podcast but I'm not that good at it. I'm mediocre at best. And it's not my passion. And that would take up my time and prevent me from doing something else that might be a more rewarding for me or more fun or like be able to bring more value to you. So I quickly realized it would be really helpful to bring on an editor, someone to help me. And that is Abby. Abby, what's up? I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for helping me do what I do. And so, yeah, number three is that help is worth it on your path. So whatever it is you're working on, whatever kind of project, if there's someone out there that can help just grease the wheels for you, make make it a little bit more pleasant, a little bit easier on you. You've already got enough going on. And whether that's someone you hire or it's a friend or an accountability buddy or a, some kind of support structure, do it. Get that help. There's no shame in the game of getting help because it's going to give you more inertia and make you feel better about the project you're doing if it takes out some of the pain. Some of the pain's necessary. Like writing's hard, right? No one could take away the pain of that. But if someone could take away some of those uh, sort of uh, external, uh, secondary, tertiary pains, by all means, get that support. Okay. Number four. Deadlines can be okay. You can embrace deadlines. I was very resistant uh, to deadlines when I first started this podcast. As I mentioned earlier, I was like going buck wild with my recording schedule. And I was just like, oh, this week I'm super inspired. Going to record three or four episodes. (laughs) And the next week there'd be one or zero or there'd be two weeks with nothing. And I was sending them to Abby, my editor, in this way. And she was like, um... (laughs) If this is how you want to live, I mean, okay. <laughs> and after a few weeks of that, I was like, I I think I 
I think I can do this. Because honestly, I was the one who was scared of holding up a deadline and being like, can I be accountable to doing something on this cadence? Can I can I be responsible? Because I'm a very responsible person. <laughs> and so I don't like breaking deadlines. I always do my homework. <laughs> so for me, taking on that deadline felt like a real commitment. And I wanted to be sure I could do it. But I realized that in not doing it, I was making more work for Abby because it was confusing. I was making more work for myself because I was always having to think about when I was doing what, did I do a bunch? Did I have, has there been a gap? You know, so actually having the deadline was a real gift. I had to do a little work to right size it and make sure that it was something I could keep up. Always better to have a schedule that almost feels a little too easy. Do you know what I mean? Than having one that's like sounds better, but is actually uh, is always going to be a bit of a squeeze for you. That's my opinion. Because something that's almost a little too easy, you'll actually show up and do it and you can do it for a long time when life is easy and when life is hard. So deadlines can be your friend. Don't be afraid of them as long as they are right-sized, taking into account the actual facts and circumstances of your life. And once I had that deadline, it was easier for Abby. It was easier for me because I knew that if I recorded my podcast for the week, I was done with that particular work stream and I could feel good and accomplished. Whereas if you have no deadline, you always feel a little behind because there's nothing to tell you you're not. No, just me. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Number five, everything takes time. Or as I once heard it said, everything takes forever. And this is one that I've held dear to my heart for a long time. I think it's really true. And what it means is that every single thing you're going to do and put your attention to will take longer than you think it will. Just like fact of the internet, fact of life. There's always more little jobs to do. There's always some snags. You're going to change your mind. You have to do the like 14 little tasks after the big task to just finish it. You know what I mean? So everything takes time, which just means you have to be really realistic about prioritizing, looking at the amount of time you actually have in your week for your project. This is something that if this is a topic you're interested in, absolutely 1000% read 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman, 4,000 Weeks. This book was like, fell from heaven into my lap this year. I love it so much. It's all about uh, time, the way that we think about time, the way we trick ourselves about time. And just, it's, it's sort of a philosophical anti-self-help book about time. I just, ugh, I'm obsessed with it. Anyway, the point is, we have to be realistic about the time that we have. Sometimes I do this thing where I'm like, oh, I have this many hours of free time a week and I'll, I'll like triple book it. I'll be like, well, I have four hours a week. I could write a novel. I could also take this art class. I could also take up running. I get, well, I still have four hours a week so I could do this. <laughs> I could, you know, meal prep all my food <laughs> and that will take less than four hours a week. So I'm doing like 17 things all in the same four hours a week. Anyway. When you're taking on a creative project, and when I took on this podcast, it really helped me to think about the fact that each part of the process, each little job does take time. And that was what inspired me to find and bring Abby on to edit. Um, it also 
helped me make choices about what I was as and was not going to do with the podcast. So like there's recording the podcast, there's editing, which I got help with, but then there's also all this like ancillary marketing stuff, uh, making, you know, like Instagram posts about every single podcast. Do I want to start a separate Instagram just for the podcast? Okay. Well that also will take time to keep up, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. So thinking about what you actually have time for and want to do and making concerted choices around that, which brings me to number six which is that you make the rules. This is maybe the best lesson that I learned from doing this show, doing this project, and that's why I saved it for last. Because you make the rules. The idea of the hustle, right, is sort of made up. It's it's contrived, but I think a lot of us absorb it. And so for me, especially, I work in marketing. I've worked in marketing for many years. And so in my brain, I know, (laughs) I know all of the best practices for setting up something like this, having all the different channels, you're going to get it out there, you're going to talk about it, how you're going to cross promote it, right? Like, I could write you a list of a a hundred best practices for doing something like this. And yet, see rule number five, you only have so much time, right? This isn't my full-time job. I do a lot of other stuff. I work. I have a family. I have a little kid. I like to see my friends. Sometimes I do like to exercise, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I I not only have to choose, but I think the lesson I learned in this process was I get to choose. There's really no shoulds. It's your creative project. So you get to pave your own way and decide what's in and what's out. As an example, when I first started recording the podcast, I loved making these little, well, loved with an asterisk. Okay. I felt I ought to, and sometimes enjoyed making these um, Instagram posts that are these audiograms. So it's like a, a still image that has a sound waveform and you get little captions and you get to hear a little snippet of the podcast. There's some cute music, but these take me Mm, about an hour to make, which seems silly, but it they do. It's an it's a it's editing work. You know, you're choosing the right little clip, exactly the start and stop time. How's it going to play with the music? Fixing the captions. There's a lot of little work that's sort of unseen in both this and literally everything. So, I decide at first I was like, I'm going to make one for every episode, and then quickly I was like, that is taking so much time. And I don't know that that's the most important thing for me to be doing. I think recording the podcast is the most important thing for me to be doing, both for the people who want to listen to it and for myself. It, it's fun for me. And I, you know, I'm getting I'm getting value and fulfillment out of laying down this work. Right. So doing the podcast felt like something that was coming from me doing these um little Instagram posts about it was something I felt like I should do to get the word out, to spread them, to get a little bit better distribution, right? So I started doing that in the beginning and then quickly stopped feeling like I had to, had to do one for every single episode. I got into choice around it. I decided no one's making me. I don't have a boss. I'm the boss, right? So 
I'm just going to do them for the ones that I want to. I'm just going to do them for the interviews. And that was a great relief because I wanted to, you know, give something to the folks who came on the show, something to share for their people that felt meaningful to me, give them a little something to take home. Anyway, the point is that when it's your project, you make the rules. There's no shoulds. There's no list of things you have to do or have to not do. If you feel guilty about something, get out that journal, friend. Try to figure out what's underneath that. Who's the person who told you you have to do that? Because you don't. This is your creative project. You make the rules. Do what you want. And you can change them along the way. As, as I mentioned in my, in my example I just gave, when it's your project, you're learning, you're evolving as you go, but you remain in the driver's seat. You're the boss and you reserve the right to change your mind. Write that one down. <laughs> I reserve the right to change my mind. It's my project. And I think this is another of the big lessons I learned. Is this seven? Is it six? No, this is still six. Six is you make the rules. So this is still part of six. But <sighs> no one is paying that close attention. <laughs> there is zero people who are going to see your finished project and then back scroll look through all your drafts, look through all your everything you've ever done and be like, this person is inconsistent. They started doing this and then they changed course and now they're doing it this way. How dare you, right? That's kind of what I was afraid of. There was some, there was some shadowy part that was afraid for me of getting caught, <laughs> caught being inconsistent and changing. And there's let me tell you from the other side, there's no such person. I changed my mind a lot and changed stuff as I went the whole time. And I'm going to change it more. And you lose zero points for not having the first episode be the fully formed realization of the project. Exactly as polished as the last episode, right? So, y'all, you make the rules. Remember that. Take it to heart. There's no one chasing you. There's no hall monitor it's just you. And the thing about these creative projects, if you are creating something with the intent to share it, is people want the essence of what's in it, the value you're here to share, your message, the theme you're exploring, the questions you're asking. I've learned that folks care way less about the packaging and the, the little nitty gritty stuff that I get so, and I think perfectionists get so obsessed with making sure it's right, making sure it's consistent. People don't care. They want you to change their life. They want you to open their eyes. They want to feel connection. They want to feel seen. Everyone wants this. And so if that is what you're sharing in your art, you're doing great. And it really matters very little what kind of package it's in. So keep going. I hope you have enjoyed my roundup of six lessons I've learned over six months of doing this podcast. And with that, I'm going to be taking a little break. This has been a hyper growth period for me. And I've learned so much. I've learned so much. And I pushed and I stretched and I'm, there was a little hustle in there. But I feel really proud of what I've done. I hope that it has inspired you to do something that you're proud of. Or maybe you're incubating something you're going to do that you'll be proud of. But one of the other things I learned was... That you get to rest. See, rule six, I make the rules. 
<laughs> and I'm giving myself a break. I've done a lot. I published a book. I made this show. I'm doing my Instagram. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I want to have a little a little down moment to celebrate and to live my life a little bit and um, come back with new, fresh ideas, new perspectives, take those lessons, integrate them, come back and make it better. Um, so yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here. Could be a good, a good occasion to go back and listen to some old episodes you missed, but I'll be here thinking about you and brainstorming new awesome stuff to make for you because I love to do that. And just thank you so much for being part of this journey for me. It means the world to me that you are here, you listening right now. So don't be a stranger, reach out on Instagram, come talk to me. I love to talk. And um, yeah, slip into my DMs. Let's let's hang out. And y'all, uh, just so happy you're here. So proud of you for whatever you're doing or not doing. Just proud of you for being here. One thing that I heard recently that I love, this quote, was even when nothing's happening, something's still happening. <laughs> I love that. All right. I'll let you go there. And um, yeah, thank you again so much. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for walking this creative path with me. I'm so grateful to be learning with you. If you like the show, I'd love for you to share it with a fellow creative. And please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. For more day-to-day -day support and inspiration, join our creative community on Instagram at beautiful underscore possibility. The show is hosted by me, Jillian Jacob Kieser, and edited by Abby Circatella. The theme music is from Candelion. Until next time, just keep going.